What's going on, everybody? I'm your host, Wesley Shoemaker, with the BlueGoldSports.com podcast. Today, I am joined by first-time guest and writer and recruiting football writer for BlueGoldSports.com, Rachel Leibert. Rachel, uh, thank you for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. So uh, the 2023 recruiting class for Neil Brown is taking shape as of 3.21 p.m. on Tuesday, June 28th. We have 17 commitments in the class of 2023. Obviously, there's a couple of big headline stars, uh, Rodney Gallagher being the kind of the biggest name out there for this recruiting class so far. But right now, the Mountaineers are kind of making waves in the recruiting game. Uh, so start with me here, Rachel. Obviously, you've talked with a lot of different recruits um, during this cycle, during these uh, sets of official visits over the past month. What is one thing that's kind of stood out to you more than anything when talking to these guys? I think the one thing that's really stood out about them is that they all kind of have this mentality of we're going to bring West Virginia back and we're going to they want to make the program better. And they always talk about the family unit. And I think that's the one thing that every single guy that I've talked to has said, like, I feel like this is my family and I'm ready to bring West Virginia back on the map. Yeah, for me, I've gotten the kind of that family vibe, too. I think it kind of starts from the top with Neil Brown. Neil Brown, obviously, since he's come here, has placed a big emphasis on changing a culture and everyone kind of being one and moving as one. And I think you're starting to see that also within the recruiting ranks. I, I think just talking to different guys, for me personally, the one thing they say is it felt like family. It felt like family. It felt like I was a part of their family. Obviously, on these recruiting trips, uh, some of you might not know, they usually hang out at Coach Neil Brown's house. They go to their different position coaches' houses sometimes. They have, they're treated like royalty uh, in Morgantown. And I think that's kind of coming off as how Neil Brown wants to build this program is he wants to have some a place where people want to come, not where people have to come. And I think that's what you're really seeing with these guys. Yeah, I agree. I think that, like I said, they've all emphasized the family unit and they've all talked about their hosts, the players that have hosted them and how great they've been and how they just feel like they fit in and not even just like on the field, they fit in, but they fit in off the field with all of the coaches. So I think it's definitely really important. I think that coach Brown has been doing that and it's been kind of trickling down through all the coaches and through all the, all the teams and um, rooms and stuff. So, yeah, I think that's the main thing that I've noticed is that they all say the culture is really, really improving. So. Yeah, just looking at the recruiting class rankings, looking at rivals, there are three four stars um, in this group. James Hurd, defensive end, Rodney Gallagher, wide receiver, and then Josiah Trotter, a linebacker. Um, I believe Raheem Jeter was a four star at one point. He's a three star right now on rivals. Um, obviously, tragic incident with him. He did get shot. Um a little while back, but I believe he's on the road to recovery and is doing a lot better. He was actually one of the original commits in this class, so kind of good to see him go in there. Something cool that you're seeing in this class is that I believe you have a pair of siblings, Josiah Jackson, Jordan Jackson, both from Fairfield, Ohio, um, and they committed on different dates. Obviously, Jordan Jackson just committed uh, about five days ago. Josiah Jackson committed back in March, and Rachel, I know you're a twin and you have thoughts on siblings. So how is it that Neil Brown's able to get two brothers to commit to his Mountaineer team? Yeah. So I had the opportunity of talking with Josiah and he was, he was so great to talk to. He was so excited. He said, like I said, the whole family thing. And 
obviously bringing an actual family member to the program is going to make that feel 10 times better. And I think that the hype around him and all the love that Mountaineer Nation showed him when he committed, I think his brother kind of saw that and was like, I could really fit in at this program as well. And I just think it's cool. And it's like, you know, this, you see, obviously the Stills brothers play together and I just think it's cool. They're like actually twins and they're coming in at the same time. So I think it's going to be fun to watch them grow and see where they fit in in the program. Yeah, I think, I think that's a good point you make. I think obviously you had Dante and Darius, uh, they're not in the same recruiting class, but they are, they played with each other and they grew up near Morgantown. And I think that's part of the thing that if you see it, I mean, you're more likely to kind of be attracted to it. I think that once you see two brothers play together, you're more likely to be attracted to it. Kind of pivoting, looking at other guys in this class, Rodney Gallagher, he's kind of been the talk of the town. Um, he had a Penn State was in on him uh, late, I believe. He eventually chose West Virginia. He's from nearby, uh, up in Pennsylvania, not too far away um, from Uniontown, Pennsylvania to Morgantown. Committed in late May, about a month ago now, and he just has, he's very versatile. So I know you talked to him, Rachel. What, what did you kind of gather from him? Yeah, so he's he's ready to come. He's ready to make a difference. I mean, like I said, this is kind of what all the guys here have been, all the commits have been saying, like, I'm ready to just get there and I'm excited. And I know he's been stressing a lot on his Twitter about his decision of coming here because it's so close. And I think that that's a big factor in it. He said that his family is going to be here and he's a big family guy. So I'm excited for him. I'm excited to see him play. And yeah, talking to him was really great. He told me like he enjoyed hanging out with the coaches. He enjoyed everything. And um, just the treatment they've given him. They've treated him like family since day one. So I'm excited to see him. I'm excited to see all these guys, but I'm definitely excited to see him since all the hype has been around him. And I really think he is going to live up to it. And he seems, he, he has a lot of confidence that he's going to live up to it too. So I'm excited. Yeah, you talk about confidence with Rodney Gallagher and it's not something that he does not have. That is for sure. Um, mm -hmm. He kind of has this, this mindset that he's going to come in and be a game changer. And I think Neil Brown has that mindset. I think everyone who recruited him has that mindset. And I think that's why it was such a big deal. People are kind of making Tavon Austin comparisons, which is scary just to think about just because Tavon was such a, a dynamic uh, and explosive player in his time. And I mean, you really haven't had that type of threat or that type of athlete at West Virginia since Tavon left. So obviously that could be a big deal. And kind of, as you talked about the social media thing, Gallagher and a bunch of guys have been active on social media, kind of recruiting. Um, and I think that's kind of the new wave we're gotten into where it's not just coaches saying, hey, come here. It's these guys kind of, you hear these guys saying, oh, I loved my visit. Oh, these coaches are great. The facilities are great. They have pictures, they have videos. And you see them on uncommitted guys' Twitters and Instagram saying, hey, come to Morgantown, come to West Virginia. And I just think that is a super cool part in it as well. Yeah, I think so too, especially Rodney Gallagher is the one that I see the most. He's always reposting like come home like come home to these to these guys that have these offers and I think it's great because it shows you how much he's committed to the program and obviously he's not even been in in the program yet and I just think that he has as well as the other players but Rodney Gallagher definitely has a large following with his whole commitment process so I think that everybody seeing that it doesn't it not only just like hypes up the fans but also gets those guys in there and like okay like he's ready to make a difference in this program like I can do that too and I can be with him so yeah, I, I do think that it's important kind of these guys, they have their own platform in a way and just letting them be themselves and do their own thing um, is pretty cool. Uh, kind of just looking at positions now, um, 
As of now, the Mountaineers have kind of looked at a lot of the defensive side of the ball, especially up front. Um, they picked up two defensive ends, three defensive tackles, kind of looking at that defensive line, which has been so dominant for the Mountaineers the past few seasons. Offensively, they have kind of gone for the skill positions early. As of late, they've looked more on the front side with their offensive line, getting uh, a commitment today, actually, for, uh, from Johnny Williams from Macon, Georgia, who has a lot of upside, I think. He's 6'6", 6'7", yeah, 300, over 300 pounds. Big dude that, uh, I don't know, I wouldn't want to go after him if I was on the defense side of the ball. And then as for running backs, uh, Jaheim White, Jordan Louis, I got to talk to Jaheim White a little bit. Um, he was very interest, interested in the Mountaineer program. He committed last December, as we said, one of the original commitments in this class. And he's never wavered with his commitment. I think he's super excited to see the Mountaineers he's what he told me is he loves the fan base he loves everything about it he just kind of feels like he can be versatile and fit in this new kind of offense that West Virginia is bringing in with Graham Harrell he told me quote the visit went great the best part was spending time with the new commits in the team I feel like we all mesh well together and will be a great combination on the field uh I just think that's a really good thing like these guys are going to spend their next two three four years possibly together and so know each other becoming friends now before you even step foot on campus which majority of them will probably step foot next January I would assume is a pretty big deal and I think him being one of the original recruits in this class kind of is echoing what this staff is trying to build as far as culture goes yeah I think for sure he's been someone that I've at least seen has been super active on social media and Twitter and he's always like just hyping everybody up he's so excited and he just seems like a good kid like to just want to be around and I feel like he's really wants to you know bring that culture back and I, I mean all of them have been active on social media but I he's been one that's like stood out to me personally just someone who's like ready to get in and he just loves he just loves WVU so yeah and I think that loving WVU's part is what kind of Neil Brown is stressed because obviously in the past I know Brown has said we want guys who want to play for the state who want to play hard because there's been cries from this fan base about a lack of passion, a lack of heart. And I think Brown's really going after that. Uh, speaking of though, they usually have a couple guys from the state of West Virginia earlier this week. They did get their first West Virginia commitment in the 2023 class. Uh, that was from Noah Braham, an athlete, 6'2", mm -hmm. 225, a three-star in the class of 2023. He went to University High School in Morgantown, um, didn't really have anyone else looking at him on his radar besides West Virginia. Um, really no interest in Marshall, didn't really get recruited, did take a visit though earlier this year. Um, I think it's good that he's going after guys in the state as for Neil Brown, and I think it's good that he kind of gets someone to stay home. I know in the past it's not been easiest to get recruits from West Virginia to stay in West Virginia, and I think it's mm -hmm. good that he's kind of getting this one and trying to hopefully build upon that. Yeah, the thing about Noah, too, is that he's a legacy, which we know from the past, like, recruitment, there were three, I believe, three legacies the other day out of the four, um, which I think is great. You know, they want to come back, and they want to do what their dads have done, and I mean, Noah, he seems he seems like he's ready, and like you said, he's he's only had one D, D1 offer, and that is from West Virginia, so I think it's cool that he has this opportunity, and I'm excited for him, especially being someone from Morgantown. You know, you see those kids that have come in, and they they really just do have, the, like, the passion their whole lives from Morgantown, and now they get to actually be in front of all the fans and it's just it's really cool to see and especially with him being a legacy I think that's just gonna it's gonna be fun for him yeah I'm talking about that Morgantown thing now 
West Virginia has recruited this guy, but he hasn't really he hasn't he hasn't committed yet. Uh, Camden Chalice, Chalice, I believe. Um, I talked to him kind of in length. Uh, he had took a, taken a visit to West Virginia, had went to a Mountaineer camp earlier this month, and he loved it. He said all he could do was smile, and it was more like a dream come true. And I think that for a lot of in-state kids, because there's no pro teams in the state of West Virginia, as we've said, and because there's kind of nothing else close by, like you have Pittsburgh, it's a little bit of ways, especially for the kids in the southern part of the state. So all they have to look forward to is WVU. I think that the way they hold West Virginia in that high regard is important. And I think it's cool to see these in-state kids get these offers because West Virginia is like the top of the top for these guys. And so having that, having that reaction, I think shows that Neil Brown knows the importance of the state and to mm-hmm. the kids of the state and his the university. And I think he's not only knows that, but is kind of using that to his advantage. Yeah, for sure. I think the fact that there is no pro team here, it's kind of the whole state of West Virginia is for WVU. And I think it's, you know, those kids that are from West Virginia, you you grow up in the team that you watch growing up and those players you watch growing up. It's like such a cool thing to see them actually be able to play for that team. And everybody, like the whole state, it's just a different type of feel I feel like in West Virginia is just because there is no pro team. There's just, it's a different feel. And it's like a dream come true for these kids. Like you said, a lot of them have used, like, I feel like have used that phrase. It's a dream come true for them. So it's exciting to see them and let them stay home and be here. Now, Rachel, as for you, I know, as we said, you've talked to a bunch of these guys. What what has stood out um, that these guys have all in common? I know that we've talked about how, what, what they think West Virginia has in common, but has anything stood out to you physically or what they focus on as a player? Um, has anything stood out to you there that you think the Mountaineer coaching staff is kind of going after? Yeah, so I've... I mean, I've asked a few of them, you know, what makes you different, what makes you unique as a player. And a lot of them have just said, like, I have the heart and I've, I'm competitive and I want to win. And I feel like these kids, you know, you watch their films and you watch their highlights and they really just go after it all the time. Like, I feel like they're giving 100% all the time. And like, they're just mentally, they're, they're ready, they're focused. And that's a lot of them just say, like, I'm, I'm just ready for that next step. Yeah, I think for me, one thing that kind of stands out is all these guys' size. I think in the past, Neil Brown has talked about how we need to get bigger, we need to get faster, and he kind of went after that in the transfer portal with speed and trying, especially on the defensive side of the ball, but I think you're now kind of seeing those guys that are big 12 size in a way, not mm-hmm. just like big, but they're big enough to compete in the big 12, and I think that's one thing uh, this this staff has kind of gone after. Kind of now looking at recruiting rankings, Rivals has West Virginia as the 13th best class um 247 sports as west virginia is the 15th best recruiting class for 2023 mountaineers have a lot of commitments 17 commitments is a lot um for this time of year obviously most schools have between probably 10 and 15 right now uh some schools texas tech has 22 they're ranked eighth in the country um and cincinnati a new big 12 team next season has 20 commitments so you're kind of seeing teams like that but just looking at the rankings uh if you want to look at current big 12 teams texas according to 247 sports is third uh texas tech eighth cincinnati will count them in because in 2023 they will be a big 12 member they'll be ninth baylor's 11th 
and then the Mountaineers come in at 15th, and then there's kind of a drop-off until your next Big 12 team. Then you have Iowa State at 24th and TCU at 27th. So there's a lot of Big 12 schools in the top 30, and obviously there's it's not easy um, doing what Neil Brown's doing, and now that you have Cincinnati, it's not like you can just go to Ohio and be like, hey, come play in the Big 12. Like He's competing with a lot of guys now trying to poach this reason region because Cincinnati's there because you still have your Penn States or Ohio States of the world. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's a lot of talent that is there's like there's not a lot of talent and there's a lot of schools for the talent to go to um, is what I'm trying to say. So I think it's good to see that they're higher and higher and higher than these rankings. Obviously, these recruiting class rankings have not been that high for West Virginia in the past. I just want to kind of get your thoughts on where West Virginia is sitting now. Um, in these recruiting class rankings? Yeah, so if you look on um, rivals, I was looking at the past like few years of the rankings and the last time, like the closest that West Virginia has been was in 2007 to their ranking right now, um, they were ranked number 23, but that wasn't the class of 2007. So if you're looking at right now, we're number 13 um, and then 2022's class was number 32 and then class of 2021 was 47. So obviously you can see a big pattern of you go from 47 in 2021 to 2023, you're going to number 13. And it's crazy. I think Neil Brown has really come in here and really changed this around. And, and if you don't think it's changed around, you can look at the numbers and you look at these, the ranks of these kids that come in. And I just think that it's, it's really good for the program, for everybody. I mean, just to see that number. I mean, we're in, we're number 13. That's like, that's ridiculous. I mean, it's like crazy. I'm excited. Um, especially you go from that 47 to 13 jump. I think that that really is showing what's going to happen to this program when these kids do come in and for everybody to look forward to that. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Kind of looking at just this recruiting thing as a whole, you're not only seeing them kind of attack recruiting out of high school, but obviously now today there's the recruiting of the transfer portal and kind of going to that real quick. West Virginia has done, I would say, pretty well in the transfer portal. Obviously, we've touched on it in the past. Myself and Aaron Parker have, talking about JT Daniels coming here. Um, kind of went and tried to find what they needed and what fit them. I don't think – I think there's a difference in going after the best player available and the best player that fits you. And I think it depends what you're trying to accomplish, but I think the Mountaineers have kind of gone on what – player fits them the best rather than the best player available yeah I agree I think that a lot of the kids that I've talked to like when you ask them why why West Virginia they're like I fit in here I could see myself fitting in these defensive schemes I could see myself fitting in with the offense and like I just that's where I fit in and I think that's really important because you know you could have these power five offers but if you're not going to fit in where they're needed or if you're you're not going to get the playing time that you want I think that West Virginia is somewhere where you know exactly what you're going to get when you come here and I think that's really what attracts a lot of these kids to this program is they know exactly by talking with coaches and by being in these experiences before they even commit, I think that they know this is where I fit in and this is where I belong. And that's really a big reason why we're getting all of these transfers and getting these, these high rank commits because they just know that that's, that's where they're going to be. Yeah. I think there's an honesty level that a coaching staff has to have. I think not sugarcoating anything or not being honest to a player is good for the coaching staff, is good for the team, is good for the player. I feel like a lot of recruits want to be told the truth straightforward and they don't want to kind of be told something just to kind of lower their commitment. And I think 
this mm-hmm. staff has really said, you're going to have to earn your spot. You're going to have to work for everything. And I think that's a good thing. Obviously, um, with Coach Trickett, Coach Adai leaving in the past couple of years, there's been a sense that recruiting won't be the same at WVU. And I think Tony Washington coming from Coastal Carolina, he's really been a big help. I think Coach Scott, I mean, all these guys talk about Coach Scott, how he's kind of really been influential in their recruiting process. You got Coach Jackson on the defense side of the ball. So I think the coaching staff really buys into what Coach Neil Brown is preaching. And I think you kind of see that because these guys talk about these coaches like their family. And I think that's mm-hmm. a big deal. Yeah, I think I've had a lot of the kids that I've talked to have mentioned Coach Coons and Coach Wright. And they say the same thing that they, they feel like family. These these coaches take them in from you know their junior years in high school and they make them feel like this is where they're going to belong. And I think that's something that I see from West Virginia is the, the relationships that they develop with the coaches and the players. I feel like at least the players that I've talked to or have put out statements have said that the relationships that I've developed over my commitment process have been like, they don't compare to the other places that I've been. And that's a big reason they come here. And I think that, like you said, the coaches, the coaches under Neil Brown have done like a phenomenal job of bringing that talent here. Yeah. One thing that stood out for me just real quick on that topic was Jaheim White, the running back who we talked about earlier on father's day, he, he wished, he wished coach Chad Scott, the running backs coach, a happy father's mm-hmm. day. And he had a picture with him, put it on Twitter. So I just think that's a big deal. Like they're having these guys who like, if we're being honest, they're, they're, they're getting paid to do these things and they're doing things that I think go above and beyond. And I think that's a big deal. And so I think it's super mm-hmm. cool to see that rub off kind of going to our last topic here, uh, looking back at West Virginia recruiting history, Dana Holgerson, uh, head coach for a while, he famously, uh, as many Mountaineer fans uh, will know, said as he left uh, West Virginia to go to Houston that he cannot recruit the guys out of high school to compete in the Big 12. And I think Neil Brown is just proving that narrative wrong uh, each and every day. I think that having all these four stars, these three stars, these guys that are like pure athletes that can come in and that are going to develop and that you've seen Neil Brown kind of compete in a way with a limited roster, not his full recruiting class with COVID, with all these things. And now that he's kind of able to do everything, I think that is pretty special to see, especially after you had a previous coach say you couldn't do that at the school. Mm -hmm. I think, He's 100% proved him wrong. I think that just the talent, I mean, just regarding this class, not even the few classes before this, but just regarding this class, I think that it proves that you can you can find that talent, not with only within West Virginia, which there are a few kids from West Virginia, but there are kids that are from, you know, South Carolina and Georgia, and they they have these power five offers. And some of these schools, they have like big 10 offers, like we said, and they're still, they're coming to West Virginia and where the big 12 is, West Virginia is doing something big in the big 12 right now. I think we're definitely on our way up with something special. And it, I mean, it is a testament to really what Neil Brown and his, his staff is doing that, you know, you have these offers, these kids get these offers and they're, they're coming here and they're saying, I felt like this was my home and this is where I belong. Even from, you know, places that aren't like West Virginia, even though, you know, people have said it's hard to get talent out of West Virginia, but I think that we're, I think it's proving it wrong for sure. And I think another thing, which is exciting to see for the future is that in two, three years, you will probably not have your Oklahoma and your Texas. So there's two mm-hmm. schools that usually are on the top of the, close to the top of most 
uh, predictions, most like talent wise are close to the top. And that kind of leaves a window of opportunity for a wide open big 12. Like obviously Cincinnati will probably compete. Obviously they went to the college football playoff last year. You're still going to have your good Baylors. You're still going to have your Iowa state who have built a pretty good culture under Matt Campbell there. Like, but what I think what Neil Brown is probably thinking to himself is why, why can't it be the Mountaineers? Why can't it be West mm-hmm. Virginia? Because he's, he's kind of probably in the back of his mind thinking, all right, two more years and there's no Texas, there's no Oklahoma. And there's really no then top dog of the big 12, because obviously Oklahoma has commanded this league the past almost decade now. And Texas is still, no matter how, what their record was last year and no matter how many coaches they've had in the past, like they're still good recruiting wise. Obviously they just picked up Arch Manning, five-star quarterback. So Mm -hmm. they're, they're not playing games anymore either. So when you think of those teams leaving and then you have a wide open big 12, do you think that has any influence on these recruits possibly coming to West Virginia, how they think they can possibly be at the top of a power five conference in the coming years? I think that it does have a role in it. I think that, you know, if they're looking in the future, they see those opportunities and that West Virginia really does have that space to get to the top of, of the conference. But I also think that I think there a lot of them are just focused on, you know, right now and what's happening as soon as they can come in. And I think that that's just a, a big thing too. They're looking towards the future, but they're also like, okay, no matter who the competition is, I'm, I'm going to compete. Yeah. I think that competing thing that you say is pretty, is, is kind of the biggest thing. I think you have guys in this class that want to do everything they can to try and win. And I think that's the most important thing is kind of willing your way to a win. I think that, there's times where people can get kind of lazy or people can kind of fall back. And I think that they, these, this class, these 17 guys, the one thing that they have in common to me is that they all want to win and they all want to win more than anything. And they seem like they're going to be selfless and doing that. Obviously things change. Obviously that's not always the case, unfortunately, but it's just good to see from my perspective this far out when we're still a year away from these guys kind of actually getting their way onto the field. Yeah, um, like an example of that, I, I talked to Ronnie Gallagher and he, I asked him, what are you gonna bring to this program? And he said, a winner. And that was that was all he said. And he was like, I'm someone who's a winner. I'm gonna compete and I'm a great teammate. And on and off the field said, these these kids are, they just they seem like they get along really well. And he said, on the, on the field, I'm gonna compete and I'm gonna look after my teammates and off the field, I'm gonna do the same thing. So. I think that this group of guys, I feel it, at least on social media and, you know, the, how they've been together, it looks like they're really going to have a good bond together on the field. And I think that that's going to be fun to watch. And I think as you kind of go back to a winner, you see some of these guys when you look at what they've done in high school ball. And a lot of these guys have, have, have won games at a high level. They've gone to mm-hmm. state championships or gone to state semifinals. Like they've played in games where it's not, meaningless they've played in very meaningful games against good competition too and I think that's one of the big things is that you're not getting these guys who are kind of unproven you're getting these guys who are competing on a daily basis we're just going out there and trying to give it everything they got yeah I mean I think a lot of these guys have already felt the pressure from from a young age because they are these high caliber athletes and I think that coming here is definitely obviously going to be a, a change as to what they're used to but I think a lot of them are used to it and a lot of them know how to how to lock in and get get things done. So it's exciting. I, you know, Rodney Gallagher is definitely, he said that, um, 
I remember his recruit or his um, commitment video. He was like, ever since the young age, the pressure's really never gotten to me or something like that. So it's exciting to see. And I think that that's how a lot of them feels that they've, they have this experience of, of playing at, at the higher level in high school. And I think they're going to bring that here. Final thoughts before we get going. Um, I'll give a couple thoughts, and then turn it over to you. I just think this recruiting class has a lot of potential. Obviously, that's all it is, though. Uh, right now, it's just mm -hmm. potential. These guys could decommit something. Like, things could happen. Things could change. But as, as of now, this class is building and building and building. And as you see on social media, Take Me Home 23 is really – could be one of the best classes in West Virginia football history. And I think it's cool to see these guys interacting with fans, interacting with each other. And I'm excited to see what happens in the next year. Me too. I'm, I'm excited. I think, like you said, they have potential and obviously they have to prove that coming into this program. But I think as far as, you know, who they are as, as players, a lot of them have, have proven that on just the way they've been with the whole commitment process. A lot of them have proven their loyalty to the program so far. And I, I think it's going to be exciting when they actually, you know, get into the facility and get on the field and see how that translates on onto the field or into games. So I'm excited. Um, a lot of players I'm excited to see and see how they, how they progress, but yeah, it's going to be fun. I think. Well, with that, um, I do appreciate you joining the podcast today, Rachel, what's your Twitter? So everyone can go give you a follow. Yeah, my Twitter is just Rachel Libert. R A C H E L. R A C H E L L I B. Yes. <laughs> okay, L I B E R T. So yes. everyone, be sure to go give Rachel a follow. If you made it this far, we do appreciate you listening. I'm Wesley Shoemaker, joined by Rachel Libert, uh, and this is the BlueGoldSports.com podcast.